podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> ah, ladies and gentlemen, good evening once more. Everything is timing and it's talk time with Tunde. And I'm going to say straight off the back, off the jump, there has never in all my experience with boxing, with speaking, with having this platform, that I've gone into any type of public form or anything, or just on the, on the, on the streets speaking with people that goose bumps and pimples and shaking of all <laughs> has attacked my body. <laughs> I'm so, it's like this, this, this episode, I, I just feel that it is, it, it's, it's so emotional. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be electric and I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And um, it's just, it just makes you realize that, you know, anything is possible. Um, today's discussion is, are disabled people being excluded from society? And uh, we have some illuminating stories in store for you. Um, but as usual, we start off by playing a video which will really set the platform for today's show. Gary... goodness gracious me my heart is pounding there we have a beautiful beautiful sister um tatiana i hope i've said that correctly um who as you can see has a disability um but the whole story surrounding um tatiana is amazing and um we have a very, very good friend of Tatiana. Obviously, we know the subject today is disabled. How do we, are we, uh, see, I'm even stuttering. <laughs> are disabled people being excluded from society? And I guess when we hear this story, other than what Tatiana has been through, how her life has been moving forward in this society. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you a great friend of Tatiana. I keep on telling everyone, I'm getting nervous. I'm like, is this, is, this is not normal for Tunde Ajayi to get no, nervous. I'm nervous. I'm just being real. You know what I mean? Like I always just talk 
you know, I told you when you when you listen to me, don't be expecting a Cambridge graduate. Sometimes or, or, or Harvard students, sometimes the road mentality, that environment which that which I came from comes out in my speak, uh, in my speech. So um, let me not carry on. <laughs> let me introduce to you a great friend of Tatiana. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kemi. Gary. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Thank um, you too. I've heard a lot of good things about yourself and uh, what a what a inspirational video that we've just seen there. A clip, a 60-second clip, but I, I I've no doubt. You know the whole thing around this and 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 how Tatiana is dealing with this situation is a story that everybody should hear. You know, hence why I've got you here, and I feel, you know, this is our way of of letting people share their own stories. Um, so fire away. I won't. I won't carry on talking. I just want. I, I, again, you know, this is unscripted, Kevin. So you know, there's, there's no script. It's just this is a real, real live show, and and. Uh, Let's go. Let's let's take it away. Um, really start from the beginning because I actually me. I want to hear everything. Want to hear how this happened? How this young lady uh, uh, managed to be in this situation? Where we are today? <laughs> go ahead, so, Jimmy. Go ahead. Tatiana is a formidable character. She loves dance. Dance is life. So um, she works as um, uh, she's a manager in a. Um, uh, famous steak restaurant in the UK, the best. Honestly, like this time last year, she was on a cruise ship um, in the middle of the Caribbean. It was a dance cruise, so bachata, salsa, merengue, and her love is kizomba. So she came back from that, and then she had a trip to Angola, which is the birthplace of kizomba, and she went to go and learn from the masters and it was a trip that was meant to happen in 2020 and then as you know there was a pandemic and everything got pushed out and so this is a trip she'd been waiting for for years and years and she went she enjoyed it she even ended up on angolan tv dancing as well and wow. um, she came back um back into the swing of normal life so for like the next two and a half weeks going back to work as normal she's a very very active girl so always in the gym always riding her bike, you know, wherever she can. And so she rides her bike to work and then she had a bike accident and somebody sort of stepped out and she kind of like fell and hit the road. Um, no car involvement or anything. And then she still went to work on that day. I think she was just running on adrenaline. And mm. then sort of like after her shift, she sort of felt, you know, now the muscle and the aching is coming in and it's yeah. not, you know, feeling too good um so I live not too far from her workplace came over to mine stayed over she seemed okay but then seemed like she had to call in sick the next day because she wasn't a hundred percent and then the day after that um just to check that nothing was broken because she still wasn't improving we went to hospital we went to the Royal London Hospital spent okay. eight hours in um A&E um hmm. going from there in a &E. so you go there you go to the first place they're like no you need to be in urgent care you go to urgent care they're like no you need to be in a &E. and these buildings are like on you have to like cross roads like they're in separate parts you know of the the yeah. main street 
and then yeah they do the triage they kind of ask a few questions and it's um we're talking about the bike accident because that's you know what happened that that's why we were there and so, then wait, after, wait, Kimmy, Kimmy, is this after she come back from the holiday Angola. yeah okay okay and this is two and a half weeks after she came back okay. that the bike accident occurred and prior to that everything was normal fine and then um after the eight and a half hours, they did do an x-ray to check that nothing was broken, decided it wasn't, and then they gave some painkillers and, you know, sent her on her merry way. And so she's still a bit sick, but then she seemed to improve, get better, back to, like, laughing, jubbly-bubbly. Um, and then she got worse again. And she suffers from migraines, so it's quite normal for her to want to be sort of, like, in a darked-out room, just quiet, no noise around. And then not to get too personal, period started as well. So you're kind of lethargic and like all of this stuff. And then, you know, the bike accident happened. But then it still wasn't improving. And so we called up 111 again and they said they'll get a consultant to call. The consultant called and then he was like, yeah, you should probably go to hospital just to check that, you know, there wasn't concussion or nothing's happened with your head because now her breathing's a bit laboured and like she's speaking slowly and she's slurring. And then an ambulance comes takes away blood pressure super duper low like 77 over 40 which is basically almost not moving um we go to a different hospital this time because we did not want to repeat of last time and then um they go to take her for a brain scan and then the doctor comes running up and he's like have you been traveling anywhere recently and like oh well, last month she went to angola he's like that explains that you have severe malaria wow and we're like oh plot twist because I thought there was some internal like bleeding from the bike accident that hadn't been picked up, but we did like so we're still like in debate about whether this bike accident was a blessing or you know it disguised what was actually happening. And then after that point, it was just like straight up to ICU. Um, you know, you have to leave the hospital. Like they're very strict on visitation. And this was um a Sunday night, by the way. And so it's like, go home, you can come back at one o'clock tomorrow, you can visit for an hour, and then you'd have to go. And um, we'll call you um, if anything goes wrong, but otherwise you can call us and we can give you updates. And so the next day in the morning, they're like, yeah, we've had to put a line in so that we can administer like more drugs. And then another few hours pass and they're like, we've had to put her in an induced coma. And it's like, don't panic, like this is just, um, you know, keep her stable, like it's all, it's, it's just, you know, not routine, but just to allow us to do what we need to do to keep her safe. And for me personally, the week before in my church, somebody else had been in hospital and in an induced coma in the same hospital and the same ICU and had passed away. But this was an older lady and she'd been sick before. And this was different for Tatiana. Tatiana was absolutely fine prior to this. Like I thought, you know, the next day she was going to come home yes. and not realizing that it was very very serious so then on the monday when she was um put into the coma at the end of visitation we were sent home at seven o'clock um again you can call at any time we won't call you unless something goes wrong and then at 11 o'clock they were like yeah you might want to come back to the hospital um it's taken a turn for the worst we've put all the medication up to like maximum there's pretty much nothing more we can do and so all of her friends came to the hospital and ICU is very strict about visitation. You can have two people for the whole time that you're there unless it's end of life. And at this point, they thought she was either going to have um, 
a multi-organ failure or cardiac arrest. Hmm. And the waiting room was just taken over by her friends. Um, she's from Reunion Island, so her dad was, you know, thousands of miles away. Um, and yeah, so we're in a prayerful sort of like mindset, like, and they they keep reiterating to us that she's seriously ill. She's seriously ill. So at one point, my priest came down as well. And um, I think we were looking a bit too hopeful in the waiting room to the point that the head nurse took the priest aside to explain to him to kind of manage our expectations about the fact that it's highly unlikely that she's going to survive. Wow. And it was the worst day. Like, it's just so solemn in that waiting room because, and at that point, they'd relaxed the rules so people could go in to say goodbye, so to speak. And the priest read her last rites. Mm. is a fighter. So she held on that night. And the next night again, she held on. And then in the daytime, she seemed to improve. And then through the night, she went downhill again. And they called us to the hospital. And the Thursday, they said, look, She's on so much medication that yeah. we're going to issue a DNR. If her heart stops, we're not going to start it again. It's unethical to do something that you know is not going to work. Like the amount of support she's on just to keep her at a stable-ish level, it's not going to work. And it's like, are you telling us to say goodbye again? We're like, we'll just take each moment as it comes. And it was truly each moment as it comes. Um, at this point, she's on dialysis. She's on the ventilator. She's like, swollen with the fluids that they put into her and yeah so Takli remained in the coma for four weeks um the medication that they used to sort of steady her blood pressure what it does is it pulls the blood to your key organs yes. but in the process of doing that it pulls away from your extremities so this is the fingers this is the toes and so we noticed something happening but the doctors are like that is a tomorrow problem if we make it to tomorrow like mm. at the moment we're just trying to keep her alive and mm. so she comes through it all and has to have the amputations of both legs and both arms my goodness um, hmm. Hmm. i mean kemia i'm just listening to you i can hear the, i can hear you reliving this uh, carry-on system and so we sort of know this is going to happen prior to her waking up. Mm. And obviously when you wake up from a coma, you're very dazed, you've lost time and you kind of don't know what's going on. And then also there's a lot of pain. So she also had um, a tracheostomy, which is where they put a hole in your neck so that the ventilation goes straight into your windpipe. Because when she was waking up from the coma, obviously if there's a tube down your throat, that's very uncomfortable. So, and even with that, there's like a sort of like balloon in there, which allows you to speak or not speak. And so it was hard to like communicate with her and to know she understood what was going on or what had happened. And the painkillers as well made her quite drowsy. So it's a case of the doctors explaining it, but is she getting it? Does she know, you know, what it means? And then it's also a case of, it's not really a choice as well. So it's not even like we're telling you this is going to happen. Are you okay with it? It's like, if we don't do it, you're going to die. So mm. it's not a choice situation. This is what's going to happen, but this is your new normal and trying to explain 
And this is, as I said, someone who used to ride her bike everywhere. She's very active. Like her job involves being on her feet for 11 hours a day and she absolutely loves it. She just got promoted at work. Like she lives in the gym. And uh, I was very scared about explaining to her about what's happened because this is a complete change of life. And it's different if you're a person that's already quite sedentary, like, you know, you work from home, you sit on your desk all the time, you get a bus everywhere, you drive a car everywhere. For a person who's like that versus a person who's actually very active and dances alike. Mm -hmm. So um, we conveyed it. Don't know if it came across before um, the amputation happened. And then even when it happened, you could tell she was still sort of in a dazed mindset because like I'd speak to her on the phone and the nurse would be holding the phone to her ear and she told the nurse, oh, you don't need to hold it for me. I can hold it myself. And it's like, okay, she doesn't have it yet. And uh, I don't know how to say it until one day it just clicked and she's like, by the way, they've cut off my hands and feet. I'm like, okay. Jesus. And then (laughs) I always, always try to look for the positives in everything. So obviously now I'm like researching like crazy about amputation and learning everything I can about it and seeing a case of another guy who had a quadruple amputation and his wife was saying that he managed to keep one elbow and that one elbow is his entire independence and I'm like oh Tatiana kept two elbows and she kept two knees this is going to make such a difference because like when you use prosthetic limbs it takes three times the amount of cardiovascular energy to walk with an above knee amputation versus a below knee amputation so I'm like wait we're on the good side of this amputation she's and it's not paralysis, like she's gonna actually be able to stand up and walk. But that's me being ableist because I'm not in I'm not in a position. And so, yes. you know, like you want to encourage someone, like, don't worry, you're gonna be able to do this. It's not the end yes. of the world. But I can say it because I'm not in a situation where she is, but she is, as I've said, absolutely amazing. She's very, very positive, like understands that this is a second chance at life because it's so very, very nearly was the end. So even when I tell the story to people and people are like, oh, that's so sad. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. It's not sad. She's alive. Like, she was about yes. to die, but she's alive. Yes. Like, she's alive. Yes. Like, we're in a good place. She's alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just you alive. in the waiting room. You weren't praying with us. You don't know where we were to where we've come. We're just <laughs> the after effects and feeling sorry, but we're, we're not sorry. This is, like, she's done this. Like, yes. and then her having that mindset, because, you know, there's like this thing called a gratitude diary where you wake up every day and you decide that, you know, I'm going to write down three things that I'm grateful for. Yes. And you can choose to be in that mindset of life or you can choose to be in the set of, oh, everything's going wrong. Like, I hate this job. I don't like this. So you choose every day which side you want to be on. So mm. she's choosing positivity. Yes. And that's not to say that it's not hard. Yes. So she can walk in prosthetic legs. However, not for a long time, and it's very painful sometimes, and it's arduous. And then even in the um, amputation rehabilitation unit where she's been recovering, she's the only quad amputee there. So while there are others that are dealing with things, she doesn't have hands. So Mm. others are in wheelchairs, and with wheelchairs, you can wheel yourself about. And again, we're very grateful to the NHS because, you know, through this journey they've been there like I can't imagine how this would have been in another country like now you join Facebook groups and you see like people in America where their insurance is not going to cover their rehab and how Mm. do you start life again whereas here we have that so again 
very positive and very grateful for that. But things like, because she can stand up, she won't get an electric wheelchair. She'll only get a manual one. But the problem yeah. is she doesn't have hands. So that means there's no reach. So it means leaning all the way to one side to wheel one wheel and then to the other side to wheel the other wheel to make one step. But she can stand and others can't. So you have to look at it holistically. But it does mean that when she's navigating London, she's navigating it from multiple aspects. Yes. So even though you can walk, London is a very fast-paced city. Like People don't give you time and nobody's looking down to see whether your legs are different from theirs. So in terms of like rushing, pushing, and where you would normally be able to put your hands up to break your fall and yes. save your face, if yes. you don't have food, you can't do that. So that can be pretty scary. So it's almost safer to be in the wheelchair. But then when you're in the wheelchair, you get treated differently. Like people look at you different. It's interesting. Kids will come and ask questions, whereas adults will stare. And some are subtle and some are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, are you gonna say something or <clears throat> are we doing this? <laughs> and I guess this opens up the, the wider question on how she's been treated. But I don't want to cut you. But when I watch, and I'm gonna get Gary to play that one minute clip again. It for me, for somebody when I watched the video for the first time, I was in tears. Tears of sadness and tears of joy, as you said, for someone to have such a positive outlook after going through so much, it's just a testimony to Tatiana and having friends like yourself also is, is key uh, to help her go through this. But mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, carry on, um, Kemi. I think we have Tati here as well. Ready to yeah, well, listen, yeah. we've got the, the star of the moment, <laughs> uh, the, the actual superstar. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, you switch on your TV, you watch Marvel films, and you see Superman, Spider-Man, and all those kind of fake characters. <laughs> but this is a real modern-day superwoman. And I'm going to say it again, a modern-day superwoman. And before we bring on superwoman... Um, we we gotta get a tea. We gotta get a dress with a tea. Cause I've look, we got the we got the cup tea. We got the cups. So don't worry, we got the cup. We got the cup. But we're gonna get a dress with a tea, the, the the bright tea. Gary, play that clip one more time, just so the fight is right. Or the fight is right. Just so talk time with Tundi listeners and viewers can actually see what this incredible person, human being, has had to deal with and come be able to deal with it so positively. Gary. Again, I can see Tatiana. I'm calling her T. Sorry, I'm not. I'm just abbreviating the whole thing. This is T. I can see T smiling in the background, and even me watching that video to see Superwoman T Tatiana smiling through that. 
just it just shows you it just shows you that through adversity you know with enough mental strength and belief and and just loving life itself the fact that you you, you know you have you're, you're still breathing uh, i think it's just a wonderful thing but without further ado let me introduce everyone to the most special human being woman that i have yet to see she's still smiling right now <laughs> and <laughs> hey, tatiana welcome yep. to talk time with tundi and you are such such an amazing woman and uh, Thank you. i said when leah told me about this story i said there's no way i'm not getting this <laughs> incredible human being and her best friend uh, on the show tonight you know we're only three weeks in so to mm -hmm. have somebody you're i've been begging people to come and tell their story for for the last two weeks mm -hmm. but what a way to you know start our first visual uh broadcast with someone like yourself how you doing <laughs> i'm great i'm great i'm great thank you very much so yes so as kemi explained all my story very well thank you kemi Thank you. I could have done it better, you know. I couldn't do it better. I said, Kimmy, you told my story because I don't think I will be able to do it because I can't, I don't, I can't even, even remember half of it. So, yeah. You so were I, asleep for my story. Yeah, I, was, I was asleep for quite a while and I was a bit like high. Um, yeah, so I couldn't remember much. So, yeah, Kimmy explained everything well. So, yeah. Thank you. Again. Well, the first yeah. question is how are you able to keep this positive mindset? mindset after being through so much um i guess it's something i always have within me so i was i'm always positive i'm seeing always the the good thing even in a bad thing uh so yes yeah, so this is something like I, I i was always like that always so yeah that's helped, helped me a lot in this situation and and yeah i'm strong and i have great people around me i'm really blessed and uh grateful that they have friends like kemi like uh all of my friends from work all my friends from uh, from dancing so all of those people around me like helped me a lot in my journey to recover so yeah i'm i'm just blessed and i'm tell lucky to tell me something um obviously your trip to what was the country you went to sorry um angola angola yeah obviously there there are cases of malaria there prior mm -hmm. to going to mm -hmm. Angola, mm -hmm. did you take any kind of, you know, like I remember when I went to Nigeria, you know, they, they offered me uh, malaria tablets and stuff like which mm -hmm. I took, but I know there are so many people mm -hmm. who are probably watching this show tonight, mm -hmm. who have traveled abroad mm -hmm. and said, you know what, I'm not taking no tablets, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. What is the situation for you? What, did you take tablets, the tablets before you left? Mm -hmm. or, or, or did you just say, you know, you know, throw the, the the dice and let's just just take a chance. So unfortunately, I didn't take any tablet uh, just because I was not aware that I have to take take it because on the website on the Angola um, uh, website it doesn't it did it just say like re recommendate so it, it's not an obligation. Yes. So in my mind, I mean, I didn't know, but my friend told me that afterwards. So. In my mind, you won't take it if it if it's not an obligation. You won't take it, and you you and I didn't know the the consequences of uh, this uh, disease. Like I still didn't know that people. Well, I didn't, I do know that people die from it, but like from I don't know. I was just unaware of it, to be honest. That's all. 
And at that time as well, it was a lot about COVID. So yes. COVID was all over the place. We were so stressed to get our vaccine, to get our uh, yeah, our vaccine from from there as well. The the how do they call it? The flow flow test. Yes. So all of this were like everywhere. We were just so stressed about COVID, and we didn't think about malaria. And also regarding the, because I went with a group of people, we were like ten, and yes. only two people took the vaccine. I mean the tablets because they travel a lot in Africa, so they know about the danger of it. And we, the, all the rest of the group didn't know. So, so yeah, so we didn't really know. That's it, it's not, it's not well known. And for us, for me, so yeah. I mean, I mean, moving for, I mean, what would your advice be to those, you know, traveling to countries? Because, I, I, you know, I was supposed to go to Gambia and also, you know, mm -hmm. they was telling me, about the malaria thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, the reason why I say it, because I just know how many people mm -hmm. travel without mm -hmm. taking, and, and uh, like you said, nobody thinks it's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody thinks, you know, so, I mean, what message would you have to anyone traveling? Uh, just make sure that you check online everything and ask people who like, just don't be scared to go on group because nowadays on Facebook, you can go on uh, on those group chat and then like ask questions on those people. We live there, we travel there because yeah, we don't, we don't really know. I didn't know. And, uh, and then, yeah. So yeah, just check online, make sure that yes. you take all the recommendation. If they say, uh, if they say recommended, so just do it. Just even do if, it. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Even if they don't say obligation, just do it because we never know. Also, I, I didn't, I got the very severe malaria because there is, I think there is five type of uh, malaria. And then the one I got was the, the dead, deadliest one. So, yeah, so, and people die all the time in malaria, in Africa, because of malaria. So, yeah, just, just do your research properly and take your time, really. But and, I think, uh, you know, I say it again, like, there are things happen and it's how you respond to things mm -hmm. that happen. And I know that, I mean, we, there's a comment there from Vanessa Powell. She mm -hmm. said she went to Gambia at Christmas and took nothing. So, mm -hmm. you know, one of the reasons why, again, I feel that, you know, we wanted to have you on the show is because you're a light now. You can be a light, an example mm -hmm. to many people. And just the way that you've dealt with this whole situation is is a light, you know. Mm -hmm. And moving forward to the the, the, the the more pressing question, which is what, how would you say that society as a whole has treated you? Because, I mean, you've gone from this, no, you, you haven't gone from nothing. You you probably <laughs> are more energetic now and more bubbly than what you was before. But have you mm -hmm. seen any change in the way people treat you? You know, of course. And, yes. Explain yeah, yeah. how you of feel. Of course, of course. So, um, so first, because I was on a wheelchair for a bit, obviously for a while, and then obviously people look at me because. On my wheelchair, you can see clearly that I, I don't have legs and I don't have arms. So people will tend to look at me. And uh, and then, yeah, so nothing much, though, because they just look at me. That's it. And I don't I don't really care what people say or, like, what they do. I don't, I don't care what people say and think about yeah. it, to be honest. And, um, and then, yeah, so when it's changed, it's when I have my legs. So asking me, say, like, when, you, when I'm walking, nobody noticed me at all because I'm yes. walking. I'm like, I look normal. 
So, but then this is the danger for me because also people doesn't look, they don't pay attention. So if if they kind of like push me around, it's, it's difficult because I still have, uh, my balance is not, I have good balance, but like still, I'm still vulnerable. So this is the problem. Yes, um, Gary, um, I believe I've been given a, a, a GoFundMe link for mm -hmm. Tatiana. Please put that up because Tatiana, I want you to, um, you know, tell the audience mm -hmm. about what kind of cost is involved to getting you the treatment that you need. And, 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 mm -hmm. and I mean, you obviously are not the only person in this situation and how difficult it could be if you don't have money, mm -hmm. you know, the amount of money they're talking about, mm -hmm. you need help. Mm -hmm. And so again, Gary, I don't know if it's up there. Is it, have you put the link up there, Gary? Let me see if Gary. But what I would want to say, as a as a buffer, okay, um, Gary, we'll put the link up. As a buffer, before the link is up, anybody, you know, we got the super chats there. To differentiate the contribution to the show, to the contribution made to Tatiana, all I want you to do is put the Snapchat, I call it Snapchat, the super chat, and just put a T by the Snapchat. Anyone who wants to contribute to Tatiana and uh, with her treatment, because I'm doing my bit to help. I feel that I have to do my bit to help you in this thing. Because Thank it you. touched me so much, uh, Thank Tatiana. You very much. Uh, and so anyone, there is going to be a GoFundMe link, but anyone who could, you know, just use the Snapchat, the Super Chat um, mm -hmm. process, and just put a T with the donation. And I will make sure as soon as YouTube pay me, <laughs> as soon as YouTube pay me, it's going to be sent straight to your bank account. Um, so just tell us about the kind of uh, treatment that's needed and the cost, um, uh, Tatiana. So, um, so it's basically like regarding prosthetics because um, my health is okay. Uh, but like, Obviously, there is different type of prosthetics in the market. I still really uh, don't know which one to take yet because this the prosthetic has to be talked with my prosthetist first. Yes. So it's like a journey, basically. So I just need the best for me, for my activity. So my activity will be like dancing, obviously. It's the one thing that I want to do. And yes. going back to the gym. And also like being able to like kind of like walk long distance and like yeah being on my, be on my foot basically and uh, and then yeah so this is just for the the legs part and also now there is my arms so my arms is a bit like uh, i would like to have uh, the mayu arm which is the the arm that you can move the fingers yes yeah so this one costs a bit I'm not sure. Do you remember? I want to be specific because yeah. you know we got some people on there. When yeah, you yeah. told them a bit, they might be thinking ten pound or fifty pound. Uh, <laughs> Let us know the cost. I want to know. Okay. I want to know the cost. So I'm putting in something. So a basic um, myoelectric arm where you have a hand that can open and with my camera, a hand that can open and close, yes. where you can actually pick things up and stuff. They start from fifty k oh each. Yes, um, oh, let me just cut you there because money has not come easy. Leah O has made the first with well, the second contribution. Because let me read the first contribution. Uh, God Music 
210. Thank you for the 199. And let me tell you something, nothing big, there's nothing too big and there's nothing too small. Exactly. Any contribution you can help our sister to today is much appreciated. Leah O T4999 is coming to you. Thank from you. Leah O. Bobby Wright, thank you for the 999. T for Tatiana, beautiful person and so positive. Rachel Chigozi, 50. It's not Naira. I just want people to understand. It's not Naira. It's 50 pounds. UK sterling. T, beautiful on the inside and out. Such an inspiration. Um, sorry, carry on, Tatiana. I'm, and I'm going to be interrupting you as money comes in because this okay. money is not easy nowadays. And let me just say, I'm not pressing nothing, but I am giving you 200 pounds. Out of my own pocket. I don't be thinking anybody's rich because I'm not rich. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm gonna pay my my, my, my rent this month. But I'm sending wiring two hundred pounds to you. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Carry on. So thank you. So, so yeah, that's a basic electrical arm. They start at fifty k each. Um, with the legs, legs are Hold less on. expensive. You said fifty thousand. Yes. Each. Yeah, but a basic one. <laughs> a hundred thousand just for the for the two yeah. arms, yeah. For the two so yeah. yeah. So um the NHS have provided an arm at the moment. It's called a dragon. And oh, let me get um, it to show you. Yes. Where is it? Let me get show the arm. Show us the arm. <laughs> where's my arm? This is beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Tata, I said, where's my arm? Oh, this is my camera. <laughs> Say hi. Oh, who's that? Who is this? My Kara. Oh, your Kara. Yeah. Good evening, Kara. Well, listen, God bless, God bless you as well for looking after <laughs> Tatiana. Listen, we, we need people, more people like you in the world. Uh, so thank you very much for looking thank after you. our sister. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate okay. it. Let appreciate me show it. them my arms. Okay. Let me put it up. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, so that one. one was. Let me get this right. That one was donated by the NHS. Yes. Yes. And, and so, and what that does is it gives reach. So you know the example I gave of wheeling the manual wheelchair like this and like this. Now yeah. it can be done upright because there's reach with those arms. Yes. It can push a door. It can pull a door. <laughs> it can you know open things that require that sort of grip. But yeah. you can't pick stuff up with it. You can't. That's how it's going there. This is positivity at its apex. This, this, <laughs> listen, all the things for me too. Oh, for this is this is amazing. This is amazing. So okay. yeah, if anyone so is like very creative in terms of like inventing things and solving issues and problems, that's very helpful as well. So that is a cone with a comb attached to it so that yeah. she can put that in and have the reach to get to her head. So, yeah. 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 so, so we're on 100K at the moment. I yeah, that's for two arms. And then with the legs, legs are between 20 to 30K each. Um, and this is for a basic leg. If you want silicone on it and you want it to look like a leg, it goes up in price. Um, if you want it to be waterproof, it goes up in price. Then there are different legs 
that have ankles because you don't realize how much you need your ankles until you don't have ankles yeah and you've yeah, got to yeah. be mm-hmm. very careful about how you do certain things because you don't have that flexibility anymore so mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so true so so i mean I mean, one of the a question, I don't know if I've already asked it, I may have been going around, but how do you manage to stay so positive, uh, Tatiana? How do you manage? Because, I mean, there are people on here uh-huh. with two arms and with two legs, mm-hmm. and they're complaining, they're miserable. Uh, you know, and so for someone who's been in a situation as you're, and to still have that smile and that bounce and that positivity, mm-hmm. where does that come from? Is there is there a root or is it something that you've just... Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. It was really hard. Obviously, the beginning, I was, but I still keep positive. And like now, I'm trying to every day I, when I wake up, I'm 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 just saying like I'm grateful for everything I have. Honestly, I'm grateful. I say thank you for everything I have. I say thank you for my friend. I say thank you. I have, I got this house. I'm 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 thankful that I have those people around me who help me. Like. Get, getting through everything I've been through and uh, and then yeah thanks to like I'm just grateful and just being doing that and thanks to everything like it makes me happy and it keeps me going because I, I, I'm also happy that I have another chance to life like you don't know um, you don't realize because you know when people told you that you need to enjoy your life okay you you, you heard this sentence many times you need to enjoy your yes. life but you don't know the real meaning of it until you almost die because i i almost died like like and i didn't realize i was almost. and then when kimi is telling me like what i've been through i was in a coma um i just realized that yeah this is i was not enjoying my life i had a good life i'm not gonna lie my life was good really good but then like i realized that i have my friend made me realize that my friend is everything and I love them and I didn't really like show them how much I love them and then uh, I have a chance to show them again and uh, everything I do I do it 100% even even if I'm not feeling 100% I'm going to try to make it 100% and I think this is like the mentality I am right now like I I, I'm just go for it try I try I just try that's it even if I know I'm not going to get it no, not not if even if I I know I'm going to get it, but it's yes. just gonna take some time. I know I'm going to get through this. I know I'm going to dance again. I know I'm going to go to the gym. I'm not going to travel. I know that. I know it's gonna get be a long journey, but I know I'm going to get there. And this is what pushed me, and I'm going through this. Oh my goodness, greatness! Yeah. Um, oh my mastery! Before I start busting out on tears on a big on the big platform, because <laughs> you know I'm a bit I'm a bit emotional. I'm not like Spencer. Spencer's crying every second, but I mean, listen. This if any any tears that come from me would just be just tears of joy for just hearing uh, your outlook and your positivity and 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 uh, the uh, just the way you're looking at the future. You know, yeah. and, and counting your blessings every day. My mastery, thank you. T, love light, keep shining. Uh, love light to you, keep shining. She's donated nineteen pounds ninety nine again. We we gotta get this fifty thousand quickly. <laughs> if GoFund's not the one, you just Snapchat. Snapchat. This show is dedicated fully. All contributions 
after YouTube take their percentage, <laughs> is going to Tatiana this evening. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Oh, also, also, I have uh, Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna come on to that. Don't worry, we ain't finished. The longer we oh. stay on, the more money we get. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't worry. Mary Oniel Nesu Sisa. Oh, look at me, I'm talking like I'm not Nigerian. Pronounce <laughs> it, give me. Oniel there you go. I know Leah's going to be angry at me and Rachel. But anyway, uh, I think that's mommy who has donated that. How do you know? She's not getting she ain't used to the Snapchat process yet. <laughs> but 50 pounds, same way. Tremendous blessing. You know Thank you. Like, like when Tatiana was in the coma, the prayer yes. circles. So the prayer circles. So leah her family her mom's prayer groups are praying here my mom had prayer groups in nigeria praying my filipino friend had her filipino family praying like the oh. amount of prayer groups that were happening all over the world like the support just praying for her to like make it through was insane and humbling and touching and just like incredible and this shows you believe me collective prayer is powerful very collective prayer is powerful because if we if you listen to what Kemi said at the beginning, the pastor was already around the bed, ready to you know say the last words. And through the power of prayer, we see Tatiana here today smiling, laughing, you know, uh, being positive. So please prayer when you when you hear someone say they're praying for you, that's serious, mm -hmm. it's a very serious thing. So, Gary. The, the man behind the cam, the one stamp, Mr. Stamina <laughs> Patel has just Thank donated you. to the GoFundMe. Your Thank positive you so much. Gary <laughs> Gary. The your man behind the cam. Thanks. And Gary has just had a, a newborn a child. So he says that your, posi your positivity is incredible and you are a credit to the community. Gary Blake, the man behind the cam. Thank you, Gary. Thank it's you. touching. It's touching. Videos of views. Um, there's some more Snapchat here. Joel Barrow, thank you for the £10. Thank you. Uh, keep up the positivity. Tatiana, blessings from Team Stamina for So These are all people that regularly join us. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as I say, this is only the third episode of this because people's used to me screaming boxing every, every two seconds. <laughs> but I just felt that you know, this is something, there's so much people with, with stories that others need to hear, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's as a warning or whether it's to let them know that someone's going through the same thing they're going through. Um, mm -hmm. Marsha Lawrence, she said there is power in the word of God. It's facts. Mm -hmm. Coming from anywhere. You've heard it. Filipino prayer, Nigerian prayer, British prayer. It doesn't matter. Prayer is from the one God. And uh, we thank you. Uh, listen, uh, it seems almost, I mean, nah, I don't even, there's not really a situation where I feel, I mean, unless you want to say, you know, um, do you feel excluded in any way? I, I personally, before you even answer, say, <laughs> you you are not allowing people to exclude you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but if there, is there, if there is any way you feel that, then I mm -hmm. feel that this is the time to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's your platform, it's your stage. Yeah. And uh, if you feel that there's anything that could be done better uh, to deal with people that have had this mm -hmm. or been through the same uh, mm -hmm. stories or incidents as you, then mm -hmm. talk your truth now. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's mainly like, because I like going to the restaurant and I can eat. 
Always. We like it. I like it. <laughs> and then the, the only issue is like um, there is not um, suitable disabled toilet sometimes, and sometimes there is no disabled toilet at all. And uh, this is like um, this is not. Um, thank you. See you. Sorry, my uh, camera left. Um, so. So yeah, so yes, the toilet thing is uh, one thing that can stop a lot of people like not going to the restaurant because I was reading some stuff online and like uh, I think I, I told you it was it's like one one of five people are disabled. Yes. So so some of some of us disabled people don't want to go out because there is no uh, toilet. The toilet is a big issue for me. Like it has to be like accessible because I have no arms. So, which is hard for me to like gain getting sitting down, then yes. like you know this kind of thing. So, so yeah. So the toilet is not like really uh, suitable, and if they are, they are sometimes like poorly access accessible. Like uh, we yes. saw, like there were so many things missing. So, yes. And things. then the <laughs> sorry, I said we've what? seen some things. Oh, yeah, yeah. we saw, we saw, we saw. And uh, I mean, I, I was reading some articles, and it seems to be a common thing. You know mm -hmm. that with uh, people with disabilities are not getting the services they need, even like with transport. You mm -hmm. know, lowering the transport bus ticket is not helping mm -hmm. them get to the bus station. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a lot of areas which, you know, we feel that we need help. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yes. that story is very, very um, key mm -hmm. uh, with the toilet. So anyone in the restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, what have you? Tatiana likes and Kemi like to go to restaurants. So please, mm -hmm. we need some form of accessibility. Mm -hmm. Which makes it it's easier. Like, so some places have disabled toilets. One of the things that you'll see in a disabled toilet is a red cord. This cord is supposed to go all the way down to the floor. The idea of it is that if you have a fall, you can pull it and you can get help. So many places wrap the cord around something so mm -hmm. it's out of the way, which defeats the purpose of having it. Or mm -hmm. the disabled toilet is also a baby changing toilet, which is fine, but not when it's blocking the toilet or blocking the entry mm -hmm. or you know you're unable to lock the yeah, little things i say little mm -hmm. things they're big things or mm -hmm. you have you know a hand dryer but it's up there so you can't reach it like mm -hmm. things that don't make sense it's like okay yes. so they go the toilet there it's fine or mm -hmm. we have other restaurants that all the toilets are downstairs so it's one yeah. thing not having a disabled one and tati has legs so tati can stand but then if the disabled toilet is downstairs and there's like not disabled toilet, any toilet is downstairs and there's no lift. Mm -hmm. So it's not only do you not have a disabled one, you don't even have one that's on the same mm -hmm. level, at least if you want to try and maneuver it, it's possible. Yes. So yes. We, we don't drink we don't drink at all when we go to the restaurant and there is like toilet downstairs. No drinking. Just eating. <laughs> so, yes, 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 so, yes. Yeah. Well, listen, your story has and if there's anything more, please let us know about so transport in yes. London. I think it's pretty good compared to other places around the world and around England. Um, mm -hmm. Not every station is accessible, but the mm -hmm. tube map shows you which ones are and aren't. So you can plan your journey based on that. If you're on the journey planner, either on Google Maps or on TFL, you can select a journey that is wheelchair accessible. So mm -hmm. it will give you the route, normally a bus route, because all the trains are not accessible. Um, the Elizabeth line is amazing because oh it mostly my God, is. It's the best thing ever. 
<laughs> or somebody else comes in and they've just lost an arm and a leg and it's like what is life going to look like and then they see Tati and they're like okay yeah. and like just her being there and mm. them seeing it it gives them hope like yeah she's yeah. doing it and mm. she has less limbs than I do and she's still walking around like uh, so, yeah. so yeah so yeah. it's true because usually when there is a new patient and they are a bit down they come, they come, they come to me. The the therapist and say, "Oh, um, you should talk to this person or just say hi because they are really done." And I think seeing you will give them hope. And uh, yes. this is something like I, I think I give to people in uh, the rehab. It's like hope to like uh, not giving up on life simply like that because they all think they think that they are going to their life is gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, of course. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna, it's hard, but like, you can deal with it. Like, you can do it. It just, you can do it. Like, it's, you can do it. It's not. You're not dead. You are still alive. Yeah. You okay. have a chance. So let's just, just take the chance and just do it. Just do something. Don't give up. What an amazing way to end this section of talk time with Tundi, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, let me introduce and sign off the one and only. Tremendous <laughs> superwoman Tatiana and the greatest friend anyone could any uh, ever ask for, uh, Kemi. Thank you very much for joining us. Follow Chanky. her on Instagram at Bionic Tati. Yep, there you Bionic go. Say, say that again. And Gary, see if you can put that up there. Uh, get um, uh, Tatiana's um, Instagram page up there. There's a typo, <laughs> Tati at Bionic oh. Tati. Oh no, I read it wrong. Oh my god. Wait, read, read I, I it change it again. Wait, I, knew, I did it, I did it. Wait, it's it here. Oh my god, really? Like, I, I, <laughs> the, smile is, the, the smile is special, anyway. Tatiana, Kemi, thank you there for joining us. There you ah. go, boom. But you need Tati, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's right. Ah, there you go. Thank there you. Shameless self-promotion. If you like cakes, at buy Kemi. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's getting a plug. And this, we're not even paying. So everybody's getting a plug this evening. And <laughs> yep. Uh, this is just, it's, it's wonderful. And I hope, I hope thank that, you, much, you know, you've, you've, you've freed something within yourself, being able to share your story, because many people need to hear these kind of things. You know, and uh, this is what this platform was set up for, not just boxing, but life and, and showing people's life experiences and what they have to I do. I can box too. Day, day right, you can box. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Come down to the gym. We'll sweat out. We've yeah. got to get you tickets for the yes. next fight. One million yes. percent. Um, mm -hmm. And I will speak to Frank Warren, the promoter, that we can deal with the, you know, your disability and get someone to, mm -hmm. you know, chaperone you around the venue. The big, the next big show <laughs> is... Uh, Joe Joyce against uh, Zheng. I have a young boy making his second professional fight, and we would Ooh. love to have you there, uh, both of you there. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get that cracking. Sorry, right, I have to say, I'm Leah. Yeah, I'm Leah. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone that's donated. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness, greatness. <laughs> Not gracious, oh my goodness, greatness. Moving on.
this oh man, this is incredible. Like the, we could have just had the show just on that. It's one of those ones. But you know, we continue with the second part of the show. Are are the disabled being excluded from society? And really, we're giving people an opportunity to speak about things that they are going through, things that they experience. And um, they may not be feel like they're being excluded, but I think it's more about the story. It's more about showing people that they're not the only ones. Um, they're walking. They're not the only ones walking a particular journey on their own. There's others. There's others. So. I'm going to ask Gary to play the next clip, which is dealing with autism and parents um, who have who have children who are autistic or even adults who are autistic themselves. Are they being excluded from society? What can we do as a society to make things um, better for them? Um, so, Gary, let's play the first clip. I think it's one, the first of two. Sorry to cut you. And not just that, we obviously for people that might suffer from agoraphobia who can't be in you know in, in large surroundings yes we, we cater for people that might have autism you know especially young kids who are caught who are so used to you know having a routine yes. um, repetitive routine so being somewhere new for them where there's a large crowd can be can be daunting touching your, your son you know? your child so yeah of course and part of the reason why i created this my my son himself is um diagnosed with autism so I was looking for a way to take him out of the, the situation whereby going into a shop, seeing different faces, you know, this is this is not things that I, they're used to and it makes them panic, you know, um, and therefore it's, it's really difficult to deal with um, children with autism if you don't have, you know, um, structure in place. So come on, come something on. like this, and we're going to create another one which um, has a lot more lights, as we know, um, kids with autistic kids like lights and you know, sensory stuff, be able to feel and touch. So we we, we got all of that in plan. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I, I just, I, my heart just flutters when I hear my cousin speak and, uh, you know, the possibilities of what we're doing and uh, we're going to do it. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, everything started with a dream for myself and, uh, you know, we, we've started and we ain't going to stop. The whole thing is to sh inspire people in our community and really give them an, an, an option um, and yeah now we're gonna get a haircut man <laughs> 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 I read it <laughs> I read what you're saying but just to uh reiterate what uh, my cousin was saying and you know his son uh, uh has autism and um just to show people that we've been on this journey for a hot minute you see my afro there <laughs> <laughs> back in the day and we've always wanted to help people uh with certain disabilities the bus was actually one of the main motivations and inspiration to having uh the bus and trademark trademarking um the fact which I'm, eddie's going to tell you about all of that um it's because there wasn't services there's not enough services you know for for people autistic people one for many other people uh for them to really operate in society so without further ado i'm gonna bring my cousin who is the, the the mastermind behind the bus i just backed him because i've always wanted to do something in the car and just explain about the whole autism how children and how adults are treated is there anything better we can do uh, what kind of services 
um, we need to make this a balanced society. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Mr. Stamina for hair. And I don't like the way you try to bite by his glasses. <laughs> but yeah, Ed, again, another parent. You're another parent who uh, has an auto. And I didn't realize how many parents uh, have children suffering from autism. I don't know if suffering is the right word. You're on mute at the moment. Um, uh, Ed, you need to unmute yourself. It's unmute. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Well, I can hear you. Is that right, Gary? Gary? Yeah, Gary said it's okay. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't realize how many parents are affected by autism, but on your on your kind of platform where you know you deal with cutting hair, um, what kind of difference did you want to make? You know, because you felt there was a certain exclusion for children that were autistic for a simple thing like getting their hair cut yeah um firstly i want to give a shout out to tatiana the beautiful story beautiful 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 person um yes and also to to a lot of the mothers with um autistic children um they they go through a lot when they attend barber shops and um I noticed that even with my own son, it was an issue for the barbers to to to, to deal with a, a child with um, autism, um, not understanding, not having the patience. It really caused a lot of um, headache for 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 my son and 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 the mum when when she took him there. So I needed to create an environment whereby it was something that could be familiar to them. It was something that wasn't crowded. You know, barbershops are known to be loud. Um, children with um, autism, they cannot deal with noise. They cannot deal with noise. So I wanted to put my son and, and other people like that in an environment where it was comfortable for them, whereby we could, uh, we could give them the same opportunity as everybody else, basically. And, um, and it's, it, it's funny listening to, to um, Tatiana's story. You know, it wasn't just about people with autism. It was it was about everybody who are excluded from society, if you like. You know, because as you know, we've converted a, an ambulance, which is um, wheelchair accessible. So, um, you know, people in conditions such as Tatiana now have the opportunity to, stu- to still have these services available to them without feeling away, you know? So, mm. yeah, that, that was uh, the inspiration. I mean... Again, it's not, you can start life with both arms, both legs. We don't know what life brings, you know? So it's not about looking at anybody and judging anybody because as we, 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 we've seen in the previous story, anything, life can change at any given moment. Come on. So what we've created is, to, is, is the ability to give everybody an opportunity to, to receive the same service. Now, if anybody has, um, um, if anybody I'm uh, wheelchair bound, we can create an atmosphere whereby we have a, a part day and they can get their, their, their nails done, get their hair done and, and socialize and, and, and feel, feel, feel like part of the community, you yes. know? Um, so yeah, the, 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 these were the reasons that, um, that we created the bus in the first place. And we, we aim to do a lot more. Hopefully we aim to get into autistic schools um, deal with the, the children in there because that's a familiar surrounding 
that's uh, where they have trust within their teachers and you know um yeah so many things to do agrophobia as i said people that are have difficulties leaving their home difficulties in, in large surroundings we can provide the service to all of these people and uh, and, and 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 bring them back in the, into the community and and share the information with the community so they can have an understanding and and and, and hopefully we can support each other more um yeah. we and we 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 definitely need the um we need people like T to come on board as well and inspire some 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 people who might be going through through their own issues, you know. Yeah, when I see T's got the red hair, we're gonna shape her up. We, we shape her up now. We shape her up. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the bus. But Ed, tell us, like, where did this idea come from? You actually turning up? Because I'm just going back to I remember I, I met you at Oak Hill Road. When you was yeah. coming, I met you outside 805, and yeah. you're like, TT, I've got the bus, I've got the bus, I've got the bus, and I'm like, how are you gonna do this? Like, you, you know, where did this, uh, uh, you know, and I said to you straight away, <laughs> that idea has to get trademarked immediately. <laughs> um, but where did that inspiration come? I mean, you've already told us, really, basically, your, your child and what have you, but how, what was the whole thinking behind it? You know, driving up to, I can't remember, you went somewhere at North. Uh, picked up the ambulance, yeah, and, and yeah. brought it back down to South London. Yeah, I went up to um, what was it, Lincolnshire or something like that. Um, there was two reasons, to be honest. I had a shop on Tarbridge Road. Okay, and um, beautiful shop, everything in there, and um, yes. the um, issue with landlords and stuff like that. And I said, I'm never going to pay a landlord rent again. <laughs> Come on. And also, again. That was the second re reason, really. Again, my son being in, a, in an environment what that was uncomfortable for him was uncomfortable for me, and I wanted to create something whereby a father and a son could have could have a service together without feeling excluded, without feeling you know a, a level of embarrassment because sometimes it can feel like that, you know. Um, and I also wanted to create something that was. That catered to everybody. I mean, everybody's seen yourself cutting hair on there, abled people cutting hair on there. Now it's all about bringing people that actually go into a barbershop is an ordeal for them. It's an ordeal mm. for, the, for the parent. It can be that one trip to the shop could be a, a whole day of just trauma, straight trauma. So I wanted to create a, 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 an environment where it was it was just easier for the parent, easier for the for the young person or child, and uh, and and have an experience that they it's not as daunting to them, you know. As us, as we said in the in the um in the video there, creating a bus with lights, with things that they really that appeals to them, you know, that makes them feel comfortable. Because let me tell you now, cutting. Uh, a child with autistic hair, it can be very challenging. I know for for myself, sometimes cutting my son my son's hair can take an hour, two hours. But you have to have the patience. We have to have the patience. We have to have the understanding. And we have to educate other barbers. You know, we have to barbers, hairdressers, because it's not only boys. You know, there are girls there. Barbers, hairdressers. We have to educate them um, um, and, and teach them how to deal with certain uh, members of of of, the, of society with, with, with these issues you know um yeah that's that's where it stems from really 
Just having know, that you know, Sorry about that. So I thought I cut you there, but I, I know on a on a brighter uh, on a wider scale, you've actually had talks with some schools. Yes. Um, with about getting the buses in schools, which I think is again something you know when we're talking about being excluded, you know, there there's autistic children in schools. Yes. Um, as far uh, as far as I know, I know you can educate me on this subject, but having a bus or having buses, this is what m- yourself and myself's dream was to have a, a fleet of buses, mm. ambulances, because they're, they're ambulances just converted yes. into uh, hair salons in schools. So just let us know where we are with that. If you how your discussions have gone and are going with the schools at the moment. Yeah, so I'm talking with um, a, a couple of schools now with regards to actually having a bus in the school because um, the whole reason of, of doing that is to to provide a service to these young children with um, autism in a familiar surrounding, in a surrounding that's comfortable to them um, because then that gives them less, less anxiety to deal with, which then makes it, easy, makes it easier for everybody involved. You know, um, so we're talking to a number of schools and it's not it's not just about autistic children, although that's the primary focus, you know, um, normal schools, because we have young people that are engaging in all sorts. And, you know, we can be that that bridge. Um, we, we know there's, there's a lot of uh, young people that, that get in, in trouble from going to the barbershop. We know things happen at the barbershop. So any any of these parents have a level of concern if if their child is you know, not of age because, you know, we know things happen on, on the streets. So any parents who have concerns, who feel that this will be a benefit to, to their school, whether it's a special needs school, whether it's a, it's a you know, what they call a, a normal school, we can, we can cater to everybody, you know. Um, again, it doesn't matter if, you're, if you have, you know, if you're in a wheelchair, if you have uh, mobility uh, concerns, we can cater to everybody. And this is what it's about. The inclusion of all. This is it's uh, su- such an excellent, excellent. I, I know we have um, a short clip of a mother that has attended the bus. And um, when I'm saying all these things, we want to grow bigger. You yes. know, we want in. We, we we would like investors. We want investors. Obviously, myself and Eddie. You know, we started this thing from the concrete, and. Um, you know, we Ed's had to go back to work now because we haven't had support. My, me and him haven't had no support. Obviously, I'm in boxing. Uh, Ed is in, I believe, um, housing. And, you know, dreams need help. Mm. You know, we can have a dream, but we need support sure. from, you know, local authorities to, to just help balance this thing out. You know, give people uh, 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 with disabilities um, an option which doesn't leave them out from society. Um, Gary, let's let's play that um, piece of the mother who's actually attended um, Ed's bus. bus. What you do, you don't understand how much it helps people like me. It's the stigma, you know, we want our children to be accepted as much as possible. Um, And as much as I'm not embarrassed of my son, and I don't wish that he wasn't the way that he is. Trying to do basic things like get a haircut can turn into a whole day of trauma and upset for both of us. So having you here 
being able to do my boy and for him to be happy and him building up a relationship with his father, I can't lie, this is dope. And you really need to be out there more and more mums like me need to be coming here and getting their kids did. Thank you very much. Come on, come. This is Ed. God bless you, my man. And it's, it's one thing I've known about you from, you got the same vision as me. Um, yeah, but we've got our own go, different goals. But the, the main goal is actually for the benefit and benefit of, of humanity, really, yes. community yeah. first and then wider. So, you know, these government authorities, I don't know what they're wasting their money on. Trust, see, yeah? trust me. You know, trust me. I mean, this is a, this idea of us, you know, bringing something to the community and actually helping people in the community. And we're, we're you know, we're, we're, make, we're making big steps, but we need that support. We need that support so we can help a lot more people. So government needs to, to, you know, they need to look at what we're really doing, put some funding behind it, and let's support these people with these vulnerable people, these excluded people um, from society. Let's support them. Let's give them the, the, the help and support they need. <coughs> and so we can have more cases such as um, um, Tatiana. Yes. You know, more people smiling and, and, and also we want to engage some of these um we wanna in future hopefully train some of these uh kids with autism to maybe run their own bus, you know, because uh the, the 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 sky's the limit for all for all of us. You know, we, we cannot limit ourselves and in fact watch again I'm gonna say watching Tatiana earlier has just motivated me even more. I'm telling motivated you motivated me even more. Now, now I'm I'm I'm, we really have to even work even harder because that, yeah. that there has shown me that, you know, I've got two arms, I've got two legs. I can do a lot more. We can do a lot more. It's not waking up tomorrow and saying, oh, you know what, I feel like this today. Let's get up and let's do this. <laughs> the superwoman, she's touched a lot of us this evening. Super um, tea. Super tea. <laughs> super tea. Come on. Ed. It's been great having you on the show. Stay on the line because we're going to read some of the comments before closing. You know, it's supposed to be our hour show, but we're touching, we're soon touching an hour 30. You know, we're getting into the hour 30 mark, but it, it's it's needed. It's needed. Two great stories this evening. Um, highlighting, really just talking about the, the positive things and really just slightly touching on the, the fact that these people are being excluded. Just we've just touched that lightly, and how maybe we can do, how we can deal with it. You know, um, Tatiana spoke about you know the restaurants, the, the the accessibility for disabled people, and and there definitely needs to be something or some more improvement to that. Again, when I speak about the government, we know there's a lot of things that the government do, but they can do more. There's a lot of areas where money goes, uh, which I feel if you were more probably in touch with certain the, the certain real people that are real people that are being affected then once they there are people in that community that are willing to put their time and effort into helping and making the situation better i think the government will definitely get more support but right now you have people who are looking at it as that they're not they're not putting the money in the right places mm. so supporting causes like this helping people like tatiana I just think it's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Big up Philip um, Belgrave. Thank you, Dotty girl, <laughs> for the five pound. Well done, Tundi, for facilitating these very important discussions. Thank you, and thank you as always um, for for supporting us.
um, verbally and financially because nothing ain't free. You just heard the kind of money Tatiana needs for two arms. We don't even touch it on the legs yet. A hundred K is needed for two arms. And then we're going into 20s and 30s for the legs. So, and in the meantime, she has to keep this positive mindset, which she's had to develop because she said it was very hard at the beginning. So again, I thank you, Ed, for coming on the show, sharing your story. And uh, it's been a great show. I actually am going to end the show as I do every week. No, you know what? Let me read a few comments because a few people on here have made some good suggestions. Let me Hold on, Tun. We've got to we've got to get um T on the bus. You've got hundred percent. We've got but listen, we've got the information. Tatiana, you get your next trim. Just holler. <laughs> <laughs> just holler, Tatiana. We got you. You're on that bus, and uh, you know we'll get the cameraman round. Um, Vanessa saying she gave ten pound, but it never came up. What's going on? What kind of computer are you using? You can't be using no ZX81 or Atari in Vanessa. Old school. <laughs> you got to move with the times. But um, did you do it on a GoFundMe or this particular? That's the thing. If you done it on the GoFundMe, it wouldn't have come up. But if you done it on the super chats, then I don't see why it never came up. Um, but regardless, let's read some of these comments, Gary. If you can see any before I do. Um, okay, what was this? This is good evening, Tundi. Uh, big up, Miss Small. She said, Good, I'm trying to send money for Tatty's GoFundMe. It's not allowing me to send money. Um, I'm new to this, we'll keep trying. Okay, I don't know. Um, not too sure about that, but yeah, keep trying. Maybe you've sorted it since you've left that message. Um, you also say that uh, this talk time. Uh, is very close to my heart. I could talk on this all night and day. Come on, this, the platform is yours. Don't be shy. Because you know what? I got a lot of friends as well that I grew up with. I mean, real friends. Vanessa, me and I were talking for like an hour and a half on this subject. I'm like, V, come on the thing. V's like, no, I'm not coming on. I'm not coming on. But, you know, it, it, it's it's a subject close to a lot of people's heart. And, you know, if you don't want to show your face, if you don't want to be heard, then just put your comments in the comment section and I'll do my best to read them out. My mastery patience is the key. I've got known as the specialist driving instructor for people with autism. I learned so much about the condition just by learning how to teach them through their eyes. Beautiful journey. Huh. Yes, Ed. Uh, I mean, you could touch on that, you know, the eye contact with yeah. um, autistic children is very important. 100%. 100%. They're all constantly looking at you for, 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 listen, you, those, those who deal with it, they know. And also I want to shout out to all the, um, young children that are carers. I want to give a shout out to all the young children that are carers because they are unsung heroes. They do, mm -hmm. a, they do a lot and deal with a lot and, and, you know, still have to cope with the, the, the pressures of, of school, friends and and you know when all their friends are playing out they're at home taking care of their their brother their 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 mother wh whoever it is you know um my you know my eldest she's a star when it comes to looking after her brother i mean she she puts in so much work I, i'm just so proud of her to the point that 
even when I'm when I'm a little bit annoyed with her, I have to just smile because you know the thing <laughs> yeah. you have to take on and 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 handle is it's just it's amazing. So all the young carers out there, round of applause to you all. Much love. Thank you, Marcia Lawrence. He said. It's about coming together as a community, especially if you have your own business. Huh. How can you serve the vulnerable in the community and how you can serve That's the vulnerable? Agreed. Or huh. Ed's showing you. Vanessa Powell, autistic children need people who have patience, time and understanding. And again, we've demonstrated that. And um, Tatiana's carer, Kemi, you know, you don't have to be qualified per se. But you yeah. need to have patience, time, and understanding to, you know, take on what another person is going through. So, um, God bless everyone who's who's, who's doing that for somebody. Miss yes. um, Small, I think I'll read a few more comments. It's very hard to be positive when discussing this matter. What with how society views people with disabilities, and the huge budget cuts for children, adult services leaves a lot of people isolated. It's facts. These are facts. Um, again, another one from my Marshy. She says, uh, "My I marked my ADHD for such a long time due to the, the due to judgment and misunderstanding." Again, yes. I was blessed with some great mentors in my adult life who helped me so much. Growing up, a lot of people had no patience, and that's a lot of thing. What was what people have been saying? You know, a lot of these kids, a lot of our kids. They're being treated and, and branded. You don't know that there's there's things which are now being found out. So the teachers, they have to have that main school, patience. You know, try to understand what is actually going on, uh, and don't exclude children uh, from 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 certain things that happen. Uh, videos, the mayor twenty seven said, I I absolutely love this idea. Bobby Wright, big up Bobby, beautiful videos to view fantastic idea i remember the schools had a book bus buses show up once a week and it provided an enjoyable experience with a lounge space a nice selection of shiny new books with your classmate these are things you know which help you know don't exclude pe people vanessa again uh, my nephew is autistic with very little awareness so i will walk out in the middle of the road and will have massive breakdowns in supermarket supermarkets people and society can be so unkind and that's the thing you know where there has to be that's why we're making this thing aware that's to be awareness that people are going through stuff you can't just be shouting at people you know everybody's got a story and there's something sometimes there's an underlining uh, um, <coughs> issue going on that we can't visibly see with our eyes it's so true. yeah this is deep uh, Dotty girl, I've had that. Thank you for the five pound. It's shocking the amount of, of time that staff receive for send training. Most learn on the job, says uh, Small. Because I guess there's got to be training as well. Yeah. You know, there has to be some form of training. Otherwise, um, again, you're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna have people just losing their temper, not realizing uh, what's going on. Um, JJ1, I'm going to read this comment. He says, from this live stream, you can observe a lot. The fact that there's only 38 viewers 
and most our ladies makes this about some nonsensical topic. This would be packed with men and women and all, all the others. Interesting. Well, listen, who's ever here is here. Um, whoever's not here, they'll catch it on the rebound. Um, consistency important to autistic children. Uh, Marcia Lawrence, she says... And these are people that I know that, are, you know, they won't come on, but they're, they're, they're saying their piece. The teachers have to have a duty of care to the children and also work with outside agencies to serve the development of children and young people. Yes. Great point. Well, listen, the two stories, main stories of Talk Time with Tundi really encapsulated the whole, sh the whole show, Ed. You know, a, a show of courage, strength, positivity. Also, there were a lot of lessons in there. Mm. Uh, a highlight for me was the fact that Tatiana, like many of us, travelled without taking huh. malaria tablets. Nobody, including Tatiana, thought this would ever happen. And it's only a mental strength and an outlook that has made her deal with the outcomes of that uh, easier, a day-to-day -day thing. But please, check online, as Tatiana said, check online. Make sure when you travel, you do ever. When they say recommended, take it. That was what <laughs> Tatiana got. That, the, see that, that line there? That one got me. <laughs> if they say recommended, just take it. Take it, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of lessons to be learned. I will now end the show with something that I wrote, as I'd always do. Everyone knows at the end of every show, I say my piece, uh, but this is something that I took from different excerpts, uh, and it goes like this I believe the answer is rooted in the community, and I believe we can create that community right here on this platform. There is something so powerful about community because in community, you feel connected. You feel like you belong and you feel empowered. All of us just want to be seen and we want to be heard and we want to be valued. If you break life back down to its basic essence and desire, there is one blinding truth and that truth is we are all the same. We're all the same in this desire through our human connection with each other. They say teamwork makes dreams work. So whatever team you say you're on, let us all join in one team. The one team that no longer excludes anyone with disabilities from society. Not just my society, not just your society but our society. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for joining us. Brilliant, 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 brilliant show. Uh, it's been amazing. And again, thank you, Tatiana. Thank you, Ed. Thank you all for joining us. And no doubt you will see us next week on Talk Time with Tunde. Huh. Uh.